0: Previously on the podcast, we've spoken about how to get into the wedding industry space and to be your own boss, if indeed that is one of your own aspirations. Now, notice that one of the things that we didn't discuss is how sales skills can help you to find financiers because there are some people who want to get into the industry and they're not willing to bootstrap because how I did it and a couple of other people did it was the bootstrapping method so you have some coins here and there you save up you buy your first camera like I did or if you're a uh, decor person you save up some of your salary and then you know you buy some of the drapes or tables or whatever or uh, you start by renting before you buy your own inventory. So there are people who have started with the bootstrapping route, but not everybody is a fan of that. And I believe, um, I think two podcast episodes back, I shared the experience of a friend of mine who decided to go the financing route. That's to um, get loan uh, loans from friends and uh, family members to set up his own business and how that didn't um, end too well. I guess that was just my own cautionary tale about how we ought to be careful with managing um, expectations when we uh, take loans or other uh, forms of uh, finance because we want to get into the uh, wedding event space. So Mm -hmm. if you're not going to bootstrap, then obviously you are going to seek for funds. And um, since the uh, previous episodes, so excuse me, Sorry about that, I have a cold again, as usual That's one of the downsides of um, having kids Because they run off to school, they play with other kids They get a cold, they come home, and then they give the cold to you Anyway, which is not to say that if you don't have kids right now, you shouldn't look forward to it It's fun and just part of the adventures of being a parent Okay, so, previous episodes, we looked at um, setting the right expectations And that is exactly how sales skills are going to come in handy because if you remember correctly if you 've been listening for a while, the right expectations to um, set or to gain when you 're talking with your investors, your potential investors are to figure out what the total amount is to figure out what the purpose um, of the uh, the purpose of the payment is like what 's the money going to be used for. Because um, if your investors want you to get into the wedding space, what do you think that wedding photography is going to be a much more um, profitable venture and they think that that's what they're dropping money from, uh, sorry, dropping money for then um we can expect that they're we can reasonably expect that they're going to be uh, surprised and maybe angry if they find out that you took those funds and you decided to change your mind last minute and become a wedding decor person instead or a videographer that's one of the things that is going to cause a tiff between you and your uh, financiers so the amount the purpose what we're going to use that money for the tenor or the payment period are you guys going to pay back after six months one year three years five years ten years and then the whole thing about interest even if you don't discuss interest um it's reasonable to expect that if your except if it's your mom or your dad giving you the money it's reasonable to expect that your cousins your aunties your uncles are probably expecting a little bit of kickback so if they drop uh you know 2m for you and you pay back after a year you know you'll be on you know, probably expecting something, one point five or whatever. Anyway. But well, bottom line is have those conversations and don't just leave it on that um fuzzy level of, okay, I'm handing you this one million, uh, make sure you do me well and bring something back in return. You have to be very clear on what that um something in return is, even if you don't get to a specific figure because after all, you're speaking to friends, family and associates. You need to have a rough uh ballpark. All right. So this is how sales skills are going to come in handy in the whole um, in this whole thing. Now, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you remember that we've been going on and on about qualifications and discovery. Now, the idea behind uh, behind qualifications is to uh, make sure that you're speaking to the right person and there's a need, and both our expectations match. And discovery is all about getting into the root of the problem to find basically what 's at the bottom of everybody 's um, heart you know that key thing um, that they 're going for now, if we go through qualification and discovery processes, then we 're going to arrive at the core root of what everybody 's expectation is so basically, if you take sales skills into this whole thing when talking about the amount, the purpose, the tenure of payment, and how much interest is going to be um, is going to be paid, then you should be just fine because you'll have all the cards on the table. I mean, reasonably speaking, because we cannot anticipate um, (coughs) macroeconomic events, uh, you know, things going south, um, what else? Accidents that happen here and there. So we can't anticipate everything, but reasonably, we'll have all the core things on the table. So with that in mind, and knowing now from listening to the podcast that sales is a question-driven process, you need to ask lots of open-ended questions around why now. So, you know, uncle, auntie, why are you coming forward now? Why are you looking to um, throw money around somewhere? As in, why now? You also need to ask questions about why the wedding industry? Because remember, I told you, for some reason, our relatives just think that once you become a wedding photographer, videographer, planner, or a decor person, They basically just believe that we pluck millions out of the, um, you know, out of the sky or pluck millions from trees or whatever. And so that's one of the reasons why they want to drop some cash, because they think if I put down some of this money, um, it's going to start raining millions and I should get a cut of the millions as well. So we need to be clear and find out um, uh, why the wedding industry. Then, of course, we need the conversations around um, how much because it's not unusual for uh, family members to say let me support you in this venture i'm going to drop 500k and then uh, you know maybe later on they now say okay i want to drop an additional 250 um, or whatever but we need to have a, a strong idea about um, you need to have a loose idea about what the ultimate haul is, you know, how much that they want to uh, throw into the business. We also need to ask open-ended questions about what kind of returns that they are expecting. So, okay, Uncle, thank you very much. You want to give me 100K to start this uh wedding planning business. So, uh, I know you're trying to help me because you and Popsia are friends, but, you know, I feel somehow if I take this money and, you know, I don't... Uh, bring anything back on top when I'm giving you back. So, uh, well, anyway, I guess this is a touchy one if you're dealing with a direct uncle. But you need to find a way of starting, initiating that conversation so that you can get a sense of what kind of returns that he's looking for. So, is he giving you 100K and expecting 120K back next month or next week, next year? We need to ask those uh, open-ended questions. You also need to... um, with great care and delicacy if you're dealing with close family members we need to find out what the investment source is because ideally it would be good for people to invest their money out of the uh their discretionary income that is money that they can afford to lose so in other words if your uncle or your auntie is giving you 100k or 500k ideally it would be nice if she's dropping that Excuse me, it would be nice if she's dropping that 500k out of money that she can afford to lose. So that if things go south and you can only return 500k, she's not going to be left in a bind because she can't pay medical bills or she can't pay her children's um, school fees. So um, it's not for her own education per se, your uncle and auntie's education, but it's more for your own protection. Because if it looks as if this money is not coming out of uh, discretionary income, but it's coming out of money that they use for their day to day then I would advise that you don't take this money because even if they said, I'm giving you this 500K for one year, it's possible that if personal circumstances change, they might be back in eight months to say, "Uh, you know what, that 500K that I gave you for one year, um, how far, Uh, things are tight, Uh, hospital bills, Um, I need my money back. In fact, at a sales training that I just did for a real estate agency um, recently, Well, yesterday, actually, that's um, Kairos uh, Real Estate based out of Abuja. We did sales uh, training through um, my partner's um, etiquette with Etty. So we handled the sales training for them. And uh, it was one of the scenarios that we discussed, a real life client. Drop dropped money, everybody thought everything was cool, only for her to come back to say, you know what, circumstances have changed. So for that one M that I uh, dropped as a down payment on this, I need my money back. And it was one of the scenarios that we ran through from a sales perspective and also from a business um, policy perspective about how to address uh, those sorts of things. So these things do happen, not just in the wedding industry, but like I've given you this real estate um, example, it happens all the time. So. If you get a sense that your uncle is dropping this money out of discretionary income, or your aunt is dropping this money out of discretionary income, then that's cool. If his popsie is dropping the money, or your mom, and you know everything seems cool, then no might be um, a good bet because if things run south, um, the negative fallout might not be too much or might be easier to manage, but if you get a sense that it's coming out of normal income, living income, then uh, I think it's something that we we ought to run away from. Now, the whole point of asking all these open-ended questions is not for the education of the financier. It's not to educate your aunt. It's not to educate your uncle, but it's about you because once you go through this whole process and you get a sense of what the expectations are, you get good answers to those questions you now know clearly whether you can meet these expectations or not. So if the summary of the conversation is they want to do it uh, now because um, um, they love you, they want to support you, and they have some spare income, they think that the wedding industry is making really good returns and growing, they want to drop uh, $1 and they expect uh, 50% back uh, on the money and the term is going to be one year. So now you know that... Um, they're going to give you one M and they expect, uh, 1.5 M back next year. So it's left for you now to look at yourself, run your own math, uh, and then think, is it possible for me to get those kind of, um, to bring in enough business on that basis to be able to turn this one M to 1.5 so I can pay them back next year and we can all remain good, uh, friends and family members so if the answer is yes then the next step is simple you need to put everything down in writing not necessarily because it's going to form as a binding contract but because once it's in writing there's something you can refer to about the expectations and the terms on which you guys entered into this um, agreement that's really important and then the final thing you have to come up with the sales and marketing plan if you're coming into the wedding uh, space you want to be a photographer videographer event planner you need to come up with some sort of a sales and marketing plan. That if I'm going to shoot um, a wedding at 400K, expenses are going to be 300K. I'm going to put 100K in my pocket and that leaves me with one, uh, 100K. And that means if I'm going to be able to pay uncle back, if I'm going to be able to pay my aunt back at the end of the year, that means I have to have shot 15 weddings by this time next year at 100K leftover. That's going to give me my 1.5. So you need to sit down and come up with that plan so i know that it's going to have to be 15 weddings uh, with um, 100k on top after i've paid all the expenses for the books for the frames for the second shooter transportation credit internet everything and then i put 100k in my own pocket for profit and there's 100 that is um, left over. Oh, yeah, of course, um, your taxes, because AMAC will come to harass you. That's the Abuja Municipal Council. For those of us who are Abuja-based in Lagos, you're going to have the uh, local authorities that will come harass you as well. And then apart from that, you are expected to fulfill your responsibilities to the um, federal, in, um, federal Inland Revenue Service, the IRS, FIRS or the um, lagos inland revenue service if you are based out of um, lagos so we have to meet our tax obligations as well so yeah you're gonna have to come up with that plan i'm gonna have to shoot um, 15 weddings and then you also have to ask yourself the hard question where am i going to find these brides and grooms so that i can cover their weddings so you see now that even if um, you want to bootstrap because you think it's going to make your life a whole lot more easier because you don't have to, um, sorry, yeah, you don't want to bootstrap because you think uh, running around and getting financiers is going to help you run away from the sales equation. Sorry, sales equation. You see that you come right back to it at the end of the day. You need the sales skills to be able to figure out whether you can enter into this um, loan, <clears throat> this finance um, arrangement with this uh financier that you're speaking to and then you'll find out that to get out of it you still have to use sales skills and come out of it at the end of the day because you need a sales and marketing plan to find those brides and grooms those clients that you're going to have to service to be able to get the profits in the first place so whether we like it or not we're not running away from the sales question whether we decide to bootstrap or whether we decide to use financiers. The only difference is those of us who decide to bootstrap, we just go head on and face that um, sales question a whole lot easier than those of you who seek um, financing. But seeking financing is a valuable option, and I think that this is a rough-and-ready way that you can get um, into these sorts of arrangements if you are seeking finance. So thank you very much. (coughs) So thank you very much for listening to the sales For the Wedding, sorry, Sales for the Nigerian Wedding Industry podcast. I'm your host, Abuja based sales consultant and event media professional, Tavishima Ayede. Thank you very much for your time and attention. I'll catch you guys at the next recording.